Hello and welcome to another edition of our World Cup breakdown for Qatar 2022. I'm Luke Byron, joined as always by Tom Kennett, and in this episode we will be getting into Mexico. TK will have had some uh, lovely music to intro us in here. Are you feeling in the uh, Mexican spirit of things? I'm always in the Mexican spirit. I've uh, I've came as Canelo today. There we so. go. How much trivia do you know about Mexico? A little bit, but I'm sure you're I'm about sure to give you something know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure you know. Well, yeah. So we'll start. You can't shave and drive in Mexico. <laughs> this law was introduced in 2008 after too many accidents. Look, you'd think that goes without saying. It's good to get it in black and white just so we all know where we stand. You've got some great Mexican moustaches, so sometimes if you're on your way to a meeting, you might need to get that sorted on the way. <laughs> Caesar salad was invented in Mexico. Okay. Um, I was reading an article on uh, Mexico's greatest exports and Salma Hayek was actually at the top of the list. (laughs) You don't have any arguments from me. (laughs) Um, Alongside Canelo, Chicorito, Julio Cesar Chavez, Oscar De La Hoya and Juan Manuel Marquez. Nice. Those boys love to scrap. Salma Hayek might want to too if you uh, have watched Hitman's Bodyguard. Foods, though, are... Uh, yeah, I assumed, <laughs> assumed we were coming on to that when you said yeah. exports. Um, so, uh, I'm going to butcher this pronunciation. Chilaquiles is definitely the most popular breakfast in the country made of triangular pieces of fried or toasted corn tortilla called the topo so- soaked in a red or green hot sauce topped with shredded chicken, chorizo, shredded beef, and scrambled or sunny-side-up egg. It's decorated with fresh cheese, coriander, and sliced onion, and is served with fried beans on the side. How much trouble would you be in if that was your breakfast? <laughs> have you, ever, you and me going to work. <laughs> have you ever understood the hot sauce for breakfast thing? No, no, I like hot sauce as well, but for breakfast, I've got to be drawing a line. I think it's a post-12 o'clock rule at the very least of a hot sauce. I like hot foods. <laughs> they don't like me. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually, when you hear that in normal conversation, it's essentially a nice way of telling someone you can have a rough shit afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to be in a world of trouble. Well, I saw that Twitter thread of people saying what you're really saying when you say you're trying for a baby. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, is it a slightly more pleasant, probably a slightly more pleasant thing to say at dinner table, I guess. That you're going to have the shits. I mean, it's probably not... Rather than, than I'm going to go stick dinner. one in. Well, this oh, no. was from the female perspective, the tweet I saw. I see. It said, okay. um, you're essentially telling your family he's nothing in me. <laughs> he's about to cream pie. <laughs> um, that's not on the breakfast menu. <laughs> so, recognised as the most popular Mexican dish worldwide, the taco has become an art. Now, for a man who scrolls TikTok... You can't escape those uh, birria tacos, mm. which Keenan actually tried making recently. So they yeah. were sensational. Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, they look unbelievable. You got the burrito, quesadillas, enchiladas. Magic. All magic. And then you can wash those down with uh, a Corona. Yep. 
tequila, margaritas. What a country. They love Coca-Cola over there. Yeah? It's one of the places that Coca-Cola is exported to the most. Okay. Essentially, shipping Coke from America to Mexico wasn't wasn't quite what I had in mind, but all right. Well, they they seem to be great over there in that they just say, if it tastes good, then why not? And I can get behind that. (laughs) No five-a-day shit there. There seems to be a lot more thought into it than, say, when we when we do that or Americans do that. So maybe that's why it's gotten away with a lot more. And they look a lot healthier because there's a lot more green and red than just cheese. Get some jalapenos down you. I'm sure there's plenty of them uh, all across Mexican cuisine. Um, But anyway, onto the football team. What else to say other than they always have fantastic kits? Yep. Yeah. Um, Like Portugal though, when you're working with those colours... You've got a good head start there. But they seem to have butchered Portugal kits since about year 2008. I didn't hate the one in the last tournament. The Portugal home kit this time is just a diagonal line down the front of the kit and then the top the top diagonal is maroon. Some bad kits this year. And it's green. They? Some horrible kits. Essentially the Nike ones. Yeah. So, I, hate, I hate our one. Yeah, well, it's grim. The, I nearly ordered that today, but only because I want a Ben White kit. I said it'd suit you. Yeah. That kit would suit you. The only... And Nike now charge more, but the quality's got worse. Uh-huh. I was looking at the Ben White shirt. Now, you'll see the headlines usually in August, and it'll be Liverpool charge their fans 90 quid for the new home shirt, and it's... They do essentially not quite what the professionals wear, but it's supposed to be the professional version, the vapor version, and then the standard one that's supposed to be for me, you, everyone else. I mean, that's outrageous in itself. Yeah. The idea that that's now, been done. But. That one used to be probably about 50 quid, the cheap one. Yeah. yeah. And then it'd probably be about 20 quid more for the more expensive one. I looked at what it would cost me to get the white England shirt with white on the back. And there's a front number on both of our shirts this year, which increases the price by two pound fifty. It, it would have been eighty seven ninety five for the cheap version <laughs> for the cheap version of the shirt. Jesus. And they wonder why people are shipping in from Thailand for these ones that yeah. look basically yeah, yeah. like the real thing. But anyone that gets them has said to me, I mean they're not great in the wash, which is quite a big thing. <laughs> But you can probably buy four or five at a time for the same price. Easier in a Winter World Cup, less sweaty. So yeah. I might get a couple of wears out of them. Now, Mexico with Adidas. So they're far more personalised and they do a lot more in terms of finding the identity of the club or the country. Mm. And they do that for everyone. I'm pretty much United. I don't know what United have done to Adidas. <laughs> Arsenal, you've seen the lengths they go to. Yeah. I mean, it used to be the thing. Arsenal lose, they bring out a new kit. Yeah. Now we win and we bring out new kits. Well, less actually, which maybe does, <laughs> it does say something. The graph is consistent. Yeah. It goes with one or the other. Yeah, because was it after the United game where we brought out the Carnival one? Maybe it was. I'd really enjoy if your fans kick off at the lack of kits. <laughs> yeah. Well, we brought out the bruised banana one two years ago and then the retro 84. Four, one I'm going to say a year later or maybe it was three years ago for the banana and then they did the long sleeve yellow one that they had Saka modelling it with a puppy 
And so what I'm, more hoping, you I'm want? hoping they do one this year. But Mexico, they've gone, I said all that to say, they've gone all in and they've got like traditional Mexican patterns across yeah. it. And it's it's so nice. Um, and with Nike then, it's just, the nicest Nike kit is the England away one. And they've nicked that from an old Adidas design. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, not ideal. Qualifying, far nervier than they'd have liked. Um, they were traditionally like the giants of them, Canada, America. That region, yeah. It's the they went o two and two against Canada and the United States. That's not good. And they basically qualified through a number of low scoring wins and draws. Across the last three games of qualifying, the main chance you would hear was uh, Fuera Tata, which is Tata out. Always good. Yeah. And they say that's just the norm for people talking about the Mexican national side. We would usually associate them with this free-flowing, attacking... I guess we, we wouldn't... We'd never have looked at them as... Brazil, but we looked at them as kind of a flair side or at least an exciting, hard-working, dynamic side. Yeah, pressing side. It's yeah. trying to play that way, even if they don't have all the quality that... That, that was even... We, we were looking at entails. what, like two, three standout names in a squad. I mean, it was Chikorito was carrying the load of name brand in that team. Yeah. And then it was um, Dos Santos. <laughs> Yeah. Carlos Vela. And everyone just knows uh, Ochoa as the guy that turns up for international tournaments. We know he'll ball. (laughs) We know he will. And and goes from there. This time around, they tend to try and hold on to possession the best they can and then overlapping runs from the fullbacks who do press high. So they go about it that way. Weaknesses... They say essentially they know what the coach is trying to do, but they're not implementing it very well, which maybe feels familiar, but their build-up play looks tedious. Once in the final third, they don't really know what they want to do, which you see from a lot of teams, usually as the managers on the way out. We know how to do to get here, but any kind of door to unlock and they're just a bit lost. We're going to say about a lot of teams, but it's not having goals at the top end. They can kind of get to the final third and not score. I saw the thing that uh, Jimenez doesn't have an open play goal for them since November 2019. So obviously he's obviously had some problems since his injury anyway. But the fact that he hasn't scored for that long from open play for Mexico is, a, again, a huge concern. Well, and two and a half years ago, we were looking at um, Jesus Corona as being yep. the yeah, guy yeah. that was, he was... His contract was running out. And... I know there's a feeling from some journalists, essentially his name was half the reason that he didn't get the move was because it, it was like... Unfortunate that. We don't want that in the, in the middle of this. And Is there not, you know, two halves of that? Though? You've got the Jesus bit, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. And like, the money wasn't there. So if yeah. you were running your contract down to get some kind of big move, by the end of that, if the moves aren't coming, I mean, Porto's not a bad place to be. No, no not at all. But he was linked with Spurs. He was linked with us, a guy who can played defensively um, out wide, forward out wide, 
tricky. That's actually just a Mexican player of what you would expect. Mm. When your top two goal scorers there are having the best of times, you've only got one of them coming in. It's not ideal. And I don't know if we're at the point, are we free to criticise Jimenez yet? Or are we still saying, you know, it's... Are we still in the sorry window? I mean, it feels harsh. It, it is it is difficult, isn't it? Because that is obviously going to have a huge effect. Yeah. It's pretty incredible that you're playing. Um, but for club and country, him not being the same guy is obviously hugely costly. Well, I felt bad. Did you see Clay Thompson going at Charles Barkley? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I felt bad after that. And it was like, it is his job to say you don't look the same. Yeah, yeah. If you don't look the same. Yeah. But I can also... As we always say, when when they're humanised, sometimes these athletes, it does. Oh, I still feel a bit bad for that actually. So I would have felt a lot worse if I hadn't seen him playing the finals. <laughs> so, yeah. I wouldn't care. I still, to be fair, I still have stepped down ninety percent of the time as a guy. I find it hard to dislike until yeah, I, I, I found a way to dislike him. Don't yeah, worry. And, until it was against LeBron in the finals, or <laughs> yes. I was rooting for the Celtics, so I was feeling the pain there as well. Um, What they're going to do here is rely on Chucky Lozano, a guy who we all again thought was going to get. I was that about, big I was about to bring move. him up when you're saying about their attacking players again. He, let's face it, a couple of years ago, he had a really good year for Napoli, where people were starting to talk about him with a move. I thought he looked sharp, he looked sharp when he played against Liverpool for Napoli against us. Um, but yeah, it's, do you want to rely on that guy? It's if he's your main attacking outlet, you've got a bit from, of a problem. From memory, and I may be completely wrong here, I believe just before he went to Napoli, he had an injury, which I think put a lot of teams off. I think he was right. out for a season. Okay. And I may be completely making that up. But he was being linked with United constantly. And then that move doesn't happen. Maybe for the best for you. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, from PSV. I mean, 34 goals in 60 games. It's not bad going. No. And then I'm I'm sure there was an injury in there, but um, I could be mistaken. He is going to have to carry the bulk of it, even if it's just being threatening enough that you can get the ball in the box for Jimenez, because maybe Jimenez, he he may just need one. I don't. I hate using that. Yeah, I hate saying that. (laughs) But in in the same way, we almost laughed when we said it for Lukaku. Of yeah, he he's praising them because they're just giving him one touch finishes. Yeah, yeah, agreed. If you guys struggling, you got to help him out. Yeah, let's face it. He wasn't even when he was in his pub. Wasn't creating necessarily his own chances that much either. So it was that he was you know a finisher predominantly. He could do other things, but that was probably it. Lozano is one of their more exciting players. If you look at the other players they've got, some good players, but he's one of the more, if you're watching, you're going, right, hopefully he's going to turn up today. Well, in terms of stock rising, Edson Alvarez is going to be another one that's going to be looked at. They rejected a 50 million offer from Chelsea right at the end of the window where they were just like, who can we get? Who the hell can we get? (laughs) Who wants our money? And I think Ajax effectively, we're expecting him to be the one out of Lissandro and Anthony to get the move that summer. Everyone left it late and I think they just had to say to him, you've got to look at the situation here. If United hadn't offered 100, 100 million for Anthony, that was, as we said at the time, the equivalent of on-football manager where you just 
bump it up to about 200 million to say, just leave us alone. And then it goes green. And you're like, what the hell's happened here? <laughs> and I think if you didn't understand, then this is an opportunity to put yourself in that shop window. It's an opportunity for Ajax to say that this guy is worth the next what one. he said he was. <laughs> Let's sell our, uh, the rest of our squad. United have played everyone. I don't know if you saw today the um, quotes from the Shakhtar director and he said look we keep hearing 60 million for Mudrick Anthony went for 100 million and we don't believe there's much of a difference in talent between them and I saw someone tweet these clubs have to realise not everyone's Man United (laughs) no one is paying 100 million for a guy from the Ukrainian leagues it's just not going to happen no no and not to go too far on on him but Mudrick looking like a guy that likes to talk and he's already come out today saying, you know, I heard this and I wasn't happy about it. <laughs> I don't like that price and so on. So we'll that see how quote that about playing for Arsenal, not the Madrid bench is yeah. just phenomenal. <laughs> Zinchenko's wife. <laughs> Even better. In terms of familiar names, Ochoa, as I said, Edson Alvarez, Andre Guardado, a name that feels like it's been around for a while. That really has been forever. I thought... Um, Fune Mori on their squad list and he's a guy that you used to be able to get cheap on Football Manager <laughs> and he's still knocking about I'm pretty sure he's still in the, only in his late 20s now is he? yeah oh, yeah. but from even what we've said with their weaknesses we're pretty sure we know the kind of team hmm. we're going to get Argentina are likely to top that group yeah but they'll hope they have the upper hand over Saudi Arabia and then it's it's between them and Poland when I saw a lot of the odds are you surprised that people are picking Mexico over Poland? Slightly I don't know whether Poland at the Euro scared people a little bit because they didn't do a lot Uh, they were pretty uninspiring whether that scared them Mexico have always had a bit of a thing as well though where people have Taught them up, even when you know. I remember years gone by where, like, you could probably name like Rafael Marquez, and outside of that, struggling to name a player. But people still taught them up. Whether it's you know, obviously a huge country, big population, huge interest in soccer, as they would call it. Whether people get sort of swayed by that, I don't know. Because as a, if you want to contrast, you know, some of the other pods we've done where we talked about Belgium's like, tiny population, and they're overachieving probably. Mexico are massive underachieving, aren't they? Yeah, because... You said there's a much more emotional investment into football there than, say, America. Yeah. Where we know why they don't achieve because they don't really... They're not that interested in it. It's growing, but not that big. Mexico are mad about it, well, that, and yet I've never produced a great team. It's part of it that if you go into your everyday office and you say you're going to top that group, and they go Argentina and then Mexico, obviously. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Because if, if yeah. you go through the, the Poland squad, there's far more pedigree in that squad when even if you just look through the recognisable names Chesney in goal you can look you recognise Camille Glick Bednarek Matty Cash Zielinski in the midfield Krakowiak in the midfield I love Matty Cash being there yeah. so good <laughs> Christian Bielik Lewandowski Milik Piatek there's far more recognisable names in there than we're going through Hmm. the Mexico one and we're having a laugh about Ochoa we're talking about Edson Alvarez <laughs> at the base of the midfield or at centre-back wherever they choose to play him Let's Lozano face, out wide that feels a little bit more um, with Mexico like um, the Canada situation we spoke about where you go okay you've got a couple of players who are in the big leagues here but you've also got some players who 
aren't operating at a high level at club level. And so that drop-off is yeah. whereas Poland do have some more, as well as the stars like Lewandowski, some more, sounds disrespectful, run-of-the-mill players operating at a certain level that you would think you get them through. I was disappointed to see Blaszczykowski not still uh, knocking around. But even as simple as, if I said to you, would you rather have Szczesny or Ochoa? It's Chesney. If I said to you in this tournament, though, yeah. I might change my answer. If I said on that. to you like Milik and Lewandowski or Lozano and Jimenez, like yeah, yeah, it's a no-brainer, isn't it? Yeah. And then in, in the midfield, they they've got enough in there. It'll be an interesting game. I'm sure Mexico are going to be a team that people will get behind just because. I think when they just just keep saying the flair about the team itself, but they're they a team that they we're gonna, nice. they're a team that we're that you're going to root for just because it's part of the magic of the World Cup is that you get to see these teams that you wouldn't typically that can even come into it when we talk about sort of the European teams because sometimes almost that we're a bit fatigued and bored of the European teams sometimes yeah Yeah, it feels like longer than four years to me since the last World Cup but then four years is supposed to feel like a long time so maybe that's a good thing and a pandemic in between maybe that adds on yeah the um, I do also think the other thing coming into this if you'd say Poland and Mexico is probably a bit of a probably a fairly close bit of a toss-up in terms of what you'd pick. I've seen, obviously, stuff around the manager. I mean, he's... You said about how the fans were sort of booing or whatever, but it's fairly typical. He's declared himself public enemy number one coming in, (laughs) which is always quite telling. Um, And so I do think things like that and that thing that you said that, look, they have a certain identity they wanted to play, and certainly he does, Martino, has an idea idea of what he wants them to play and what they are playing. Obviously, quite two different things. I think they may be going to be caught between two identities of a team that wants to be low block and maybe a bit more negative and aggressive, but naturally actually wants to play a little bit more football. Okay. Is uh, it's going to be interesting. His CV, by the way, is a fucking wild. <laughs> you think he got? He was the manager of Paraguay when he got to the quarterfinals of that World Cup. You've also got took the Argentina job and was the one who couldn't get him over the hump in the Copa America. I think twice. Has a year at Barca, obviously after um, Villanova is ill. So it's pretty just a mad CV. I think he's got Newell's old boys on the CV. Just a sort of crazy managerial CV. Uh, but the Mexico fans obviously hate him. It's... So they're... they're t- and in a closed group, that's a tough thing to be coming in with. If you, you know, I'm talking like our manager didn't get booed in like our most recent <laughs> game. But that isn't easy to overcome. He's a manager there. Go get the waistcoat. We mean business this time around. They're... It's a pick em, um for both Mexico and Poland. They're both 10 to 11, 4 to 5, yes, can, no yeah, to qualify. That makes sense. I don't think... I mean, they're going to have to be astute defensively because just from what we've said there, are they going to want to shoot out with Poland? Not so sure. And then it could be who beats Saudi Arabia by more. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You are right. Because... Uh, as much as we want to uh, get excited about the World Cup and also want to build things, hype it a little bit, the Mexico-Poland game could be a tough watch. When <laughs> we break it down, could be two teams that don't want to take too many chances and hope that their striker can bail them out. Will it, which, if that's the case, if it's Lewandowski versus Jimenez, you know which one you're rolling with. Will it help you? that Argentina are a more familiar opponent to them than Poland or could that go the opposite way? Yeah, I, I don't think it'll matter too much. Who's Who's got Argentina last? Because that could have a bearing if, if Argentina are already through. And yeah. again, it's the order of the games can really play you. Let's have a look. So, 
They've got... Poland first. Argentina got Poland first. No, Mexico, Poland is the Mexico, first Mexico, Poland one. is the first one. Okay. Do they both try not to lose? Yeah. Yeah, it's... Because you're, you're going to assume that Argentina are going to do a job on the Saudis. And they've got... They've got Saudi last. Mexico. Mexico got Saudi last. See, so Poland could be playing an Argentina team that's already through. And so in that case, you Yeah. But then they'd also, yeah. But then obviously they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a tough one. I guess they'd probably say they'd want their easiest game last if if you ask them. So if they know what they need to do. Yeah, yeah. Then we play them, but they'll hope. They'll, cause yeah, the least- difficult thing about having your close game is the first on Mexico Poland is there, if you, if you lose, there's a feeling that you're kind of done yeah, yeah. already the first game in, which is, uh, which is savage. It's definitely going to be interesting. Um, I felt same with um, we're not doing either of these teams. I don't think two thousand over the America Wales game. I thought if you lose that, whoever you are, you're going. Oh, we fucked it. Two uh, friends of the pod, Rory has a bet on with Yovi as to who finishes higher. Twenty five pounds, USA and Wales. Who would your money be on there? Oh, see. America feels a safer bet, but there's something about Wales and these tools. I, I might, I might lean towards Wales and that. Rory with chest offered the bet USA. He's back in his voice. He called it, and I think it's one of them where. Remember, I did it for um, <laughs> Brooke Triple G. I was like, whatever money you want to bet, I'll take it because this is free money. And then I had some kid messaging me going, well, I've calculated the odds, so I'll put this on with you now and I'll guarantee myself money either way. So I'm not taking a plus 100 pound bet with you. I said whatever money, there's like a 20 quid limit. Um, And then he was like, what odds do you give me? And I was like, this this isn't you know you're just talking and it's like this isn't even a question like Kelbrook is going to beat him like this is like the the odds difference between whether it's 10 to 1 or 100 to 1 it's the same the the result's going to be the same and he's like well if you give me 100 to 1 then I'll put a 5 on with you now I don't know what you think I am Look, you can't give it all this big talk and then, you know look he he said look he thinks he's the big man let's see what he's got I'm also like yeah if 505 quid, please. That would, Thank that you. would be one where, and I can say this confidently here because I'm never going to be in that situation. I'll tell you now, a man that honours my bets until you've given me a five run, I need to give you 500 back. <laughs> and then it's, don't be so stupid. <laughs> you ain't, uh, just leave. No, you're not having 500 pounds from me. Because if you've got that in writing, oh, what a shame. In that situation, what's the worst that can happen? Don't have a bet. He doesn't pay his bets. He doesn't give me 500 quid. And I don't think, bet with him, lads. Whatever you do. Silently, people are going, well, I don't blame him, to be fair. <laughs> to be fair. People tweeting about it, so don't bet with him. Well, there we go. Slight tangent to end things. Is it fair to say we're rooting for Mexico? Rooting for Mexico, but I would be worried for them. I'd, I'd probably give the nod towards Poland out of the two. Yeah. Edson Alvarez, Chucky Lozano. It's Get it done, you. boys. Viva Mexico. Adios.